It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Off the Hook, bearing on offthehooksports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at offthehooksports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. And it is Chalk Talk with Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker, brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Please take a moment and click on that subscribe or like button so we can be part of your Tennessee and SEC coverage. And it's brought to you, Chalk Talk is, by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue, your home for everything that is barbecue and Steve Ray's Midnight Oil, a proud Michelin distributor, and they take care of my vehicle. They should take care of yours. All right, Chris, uh, a bit of a, a quiz show today, if that's okay with you. Does that work for you? Sure. sure. Okay. So we're going to five goals for the season. So I've laid out goals for the season, achievements, so to speak. And I'll ask you, does Tennessee reach those those goals? Because we are in game week. It's Ball State, depending on where you're watching this. Tennessee is about to beat Ball State really badly or just have. So I don't know when you're watching, but but as far as the whole season, we can go ahead and we can go ahead and set that up. I better not be wrong on that, Chris. All right, so five goals for the season. Um, I'm going to start with a number one: protect the passer better. Uh, that has got to be a goal for the season. Tennessee gave up more sacks than anybody last year. I know that the offense kind of endears itself to those type of numbers, but still. They have got to get much, much better in sacks allowed. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I would definitely agree. I think it will be better. I don't know that it'll be good, but by the mere fact that they were really poor last year, I think they'll be better in protection. I think a lot of it's what they do scheme wise, but I think you have to work around that. So I think the quarterback being a little bit more comfortable, having outlets to get the ball out quicker and the play up front, I, I think all those things. You know, but particularly as protecting the passer, that is unison, not just an offensive line aspect. I think all of that receivers running 
breaking the routes quicker, you know, uh, offensive line, backs and tight ends and protection. I think all those things have a chance to be better, should be better. And as you mentioned, if they're going to achieve their goals, going to have to be better. Yep. And we're going to call this down to Chris's prediction for Tennessee. But the next step that I get asked about, other than maybe protecting the quarterback from an X's and O's standpoint, is will Tennessee be better on defense, in particular pass defense? Your thoughts? You know, a lot of it, people will gauge that on, um, you know, who they are playing against. Like, like for example, um, they'll play pick um, early. And Keaton Slovis is a good quarterback. But, um, you know, it's a drop back from what so, – so, you know, a lot of that is will it be better or will the stats be better? And that's, to me, I, I question this one. Um, I think it really depends upon the pass rush being better because the pass rush determines more than anything your ability uh, to play good pass defense. So I'll say the pass rush has a chance to be even better, more consistent, which is a good thing. Um, I think the pass defense, I think it's a toss-up whether it's going to be better just in a pure sense. And again, statistically, it might be because you're not playing as good good a pass offenses overall as you played last year in some cases. So the stats might be better. So I don't know how quite how to say that. I'll say they will be kind of about the same, maybe not much better if at all, but statistically they'll probably be a little bit better. So that's not hedging the fence. I'm just clarifying what I think it's – I see this pass defense looking like. Well, you, you, you lose a guy like Alante Taylor, and we haven't seen – Andre Turrentine or Wesley Walker just jump in and be superstars in preseason camp. I think they'll both contribute, but I, I think that's fair. I think for those that want to see some quantum leap between last year and this year in past defense, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen. All right. So upset an SEC opponent. Now I, I like to leave this wide open, Chris. So you define upset. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have to define that, don't we? I, I don't know. And I haven't really studied it. Are they, is Tennessee a favorite or an underdog versus uh, Florida and LSU? I think they're an underdog against Pitt. Right. They're an underdog against Pitt. But let's uh, – they're an underdog against Pitt. They're um, actually a favorite against Florida at home. And a projected underdog, though that's a long time away. Those numbers could change pretty dramatically. Right. Um, but they're a projected underdog uh, against LSU. Well, you know, let, let's go with the obvious where they're definitely going to be underdogs. I don't think they're going to be Georgia or Alabama. Um, I, I think, you know, I don't know where it's going to be with Kentucky. So the only way I know to answer this is who could potentially be favorites. I think they've got a shot at Pitt. I think Pitt's defensive line's outstanding. I mentioned Keaton Slovis. That game's going to be tough. That's probably going to – it's definitely the game, the pre-SEC game that kind of sets the tone for the season in my view. Because it's, you know, Ball State and Akron otherwise. Um, you know, I don't know where to go with, with Tennessee, Florida right now, that game. Um, it, it's a, that wouldn't be an upset. Uh, and the same thing with LSU. I think there's a bit of an unknown. But I, I don't think that the chances – I think those are pretty much toss-up games either way, along with Pitt. And so this is what makes, to me, this season for Tennessee very intriguing is that I think a lot of their fans think, oh, yeah, we're going to beat Florida this year. Oh, yeah, LSU, they're not. Brian Kelly's coming in. Pitt, we're going to beat them. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I for, for their sake, I hope they can. I think it's possible. But uh, Kentucky, we always beat them. Well, Kentucky's really good. Got, we'll see. 
you know, so the only thing I do know is uh, don't really like their chances against Georgia and Alabama. But you know what? I didn't like the chances of A&M against Alabama last year at this time, too. So you never know. I still look at them and say defined by the Pitt game, the Florida game, the LSU game, the Kentucky game. I, I think this schedule, I can look at it and say that they're they're a seven and two team. And then there's three question mark games. And so you can go anywhere from, you know, seven and five to eight and four to nine and three. That's that's kind of where I see it. Um, if the teams that look pretty good right now that are better end up not being as good, then they could win 10 and two. Look, it could be an eight and four team and win eight and four type team and win 10 games because your schedule is not very difficult. You can be maybe a two or three win team like Syracuse, uh, like Syracuse, like South Carolina was last year, and go to a bowl game because their schedule was weak. Um, I think beating Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt, who, by the way, shout out to the Vols, they played very well against Hawaii. Um, I think those those are games you should win, obviously, against Akron and Ball State and UT Martin as well. So, I, I mean, I think you start with seven and you work incrementally up from there, and I think we know the games that are going to determine it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it would obviously be a quantum leap if they beat Alabama or Georgia. I'm kind of with you. I mean, I, I thought that Vegas early on had it at seven and a half. I thought that was low. Actually, that was one of the over under bets in the entire nation that I thought was, was a pretty easy one, but the, it has moved up to eight and a half now. So the numbers, people like me, I don't actually gamble, but people like me that thought that, uh, move the numbers. So I guess the, the, the thing I was going to ask you is will Tennessee be undefeated in September, which would Tennessee fans would love and then win nine games. So I'm just going to ball that together because we've, we've taken a pretty good look at their schedule. Can they win out in September, which would be huge for Tennessee. And can they win nine games under what I think is a much better foundation they've had in the past. So, your thoughts on both those queries. And they tie together, obviously, because if they go 4-0, um, th- then then they're going to get to 9. I mean, they're, they're going to get to 8 easy, and then they just, you know, if they beat um, LSU or Kentucky, uh, and, and uh, again, assuming, hate to assume, but I'm going to assume for this conversation that Missouri, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt ends up being wins. And that's not – none of that's a given. You know how college football is. So, uh, yeah, can they? Yes. On the road at Pitt – and home against Florida are the two games we're talking about in, in September that, that are the, the key games. Uh, yeah, they can, uh, but Pitt can beat this Tennessee team and Florida can beat this Tennessee team. Tennessee can beat them as well. Um, look, I, I, I think the, the, the key, I want to see how they play at Pitt. It's going to tell me a lot. It's obviously we're going to see them against Ball State. And we'll learn a little, not a lot. I think we're going to learn a lot about this team at Pitt. And then if they're two and zero, then you know they're they're going to be three and zero. And then, yeah, I, I, at that point, I might feel more comfortable about saying, "Yep, yeah, I like their chances to get one against Florida and start four and zero." And if you do that, then I think you can be thinking, "Look, eight's probably an assurity, and nine is definitely within reason, and ten's not out of the question." down the road. But I, but I think it's going to start, obviously, you know, if they lose to Pitt, then, um, you know, that's going to 
probably shock a lot of people in Knoxville because I would imagine most people in Knoxville are like most people in the SEC. They really only know the SEC teams, and they don't realize that Pitt is very capable of beating. Not because of last year, but because if you were talking about who's got a better offensive line, who's got a better defensive line, Pitt's got a better offensive and defensive line in Tennessee. Now, Tennessee has more skill players. And if Keaton Silvis plays well for Pitt, it's going to be tough for Tennessee to win the game. But Tennessee's got experience, more playmakers, and that's going to be a game of wills. Pitt's going to try to run it down Tennessee's throat, and Tennessee's going to try to get early points. And if you make Pitt play from behind, Tennessee's going to win and get a win going away. But we'll get to that Pitt week and break down that game. But that, yeah. that, that is going to be the pivotal part of it. I think the coach in you just uh, got trumped by the broadcaster in you because you, you kind of counted the Ball State win as as a win. That's what people like me do, Chris. You're not allowed to do that. Not allowed to do that, no. But I, on this show, I, I've been given uh, yeah. uh, you know, freedom to do that. But yeah, no, I. and here's the thing about it, and people will laugh at that. How well you do things against Ball State. Don't ruin an opportunity. Don't ruin a practice any. It's not about whether you win against Ball State. It's try to get better because how you do there and how much you progress is going to help you or hurt you in your chances against beating a team like Pitt or beating a team like Florida. So I think the Ball State games and the Akron games are important for different reasons. You got to play through them. You got, yeah, a win may be a given, but you can win and really play poorly and set yourself back. Um, and, and you got to make sure that you avoid that at all costs. He's Chris Landry. Go to LandryFootball.com. Chalk Talk brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Game week. Owl's Nest Barbecue has the pellets for the smokers. They've got the rubs. They've got the sauces. They've got the wood chips. They've got it all. Different flavors, they're awesome. And again, Steve Bray's Midnight Oil is where I get my car serviced. You should too. A proud Michelin distributor. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. This is a presentation of Off the Hook Sports. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.